are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, joining you after this glorious or perhaps not so glorious week one of fantasy football. Uh, joining me, like always, is Garrett Price. How you doing tonight, Garrett? Good. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. And hopefully unmuting his mic soon. There he is, is Shevin Nooney. What's up, Chev? What's up, boys? Nice to talk to you guys again. Oh, it's it's always a pleasure over here. Chef, so. do you intentionally wait till like the last possible second to mute your mic? Do you like see how long it can you can wait? Well, here's the thing. So usually we we kind of like get mixed up. Kind of sometimes when they're like, oh, here's Chevin uh, or here's Garrett. Uh-huh. So I kind of just hold my mic on mute for a little bit longer, just so you know Garrett's going first. I don't uh, know. Look at you being I mean, all gentlemanly. I'm like I'm like three months into the podcast world you know i'm kind of working on it so the way i do it is whoever unmutes their mic first gets introduced first that's just what if, what should... if neither one of us unmute our mic then then i just talk for an hour <laughs> oh yeah next week's gonna be good <laughs> oh well that, that's one way to lose subscribers so um hey welcome back everybody uh moving on from week one i really hope it was better than my week one out of a possible 14 leagues i won uh, two Ouch. Um, Garrett, I think you fared better than I did, though, right? Not better, but that's uh, that's like being the skinniest kid at fat camp. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't that much better. Uh, I was uh, I think I went like eight and ten uh, in the league. I care about the most. I lost to a team that isn't even trying to win. So, oh, no. yeah. And Chev, what uh, what kind of record did you compile over the weekend? Uh, I think I was three and two this week so okay, but yeah. in my family league that live in illinois i got destroyed by tivo he put up 50 wood points and everybody was Ooh. roasting me like oh you're a podcaster you only get 50 <laughs> wood points i'm like oh god we're this could be a long year <laughs> but in my home league went to town i think i dropped 190 so that's a blessing Ooh. i was uh i was telling the guys before the show i had a my home league i had a guy that was just talking trash for two days straight from um Sunday, he jumped out early, all day Sunday, all day Monday, and then Tuesday morning I woke up and found that uh, good old Tahir Whitehead got me seven points in the late, late Monday night game, and I won my matchup by four. So um, I have been trash-talking Andy, and don't forget, Andy, if you're listening, which you're not, uh, you have to go for one week, live in a van down by the river. That is the bet that we made. So it's a whole – that's a long, long story and not safe for podcast either so um <laughs> well i smacked my dad by 70 in our home league so i'm Ooh. sure he's not very happy listening to this on the podcast but suck it dad well that's you, funny. you know what doesn't suck for your dad is that sweet sweet dynasty rewind t-shirt that he has which by the way we have more available everybody so uh you could dm us and we'll get you all sorts of set up but uh, one thing that you do not need to DM Garrett about, but you can if you like, is he loves talking some Devi. It is college football season as well as the NFL season. So, Garrett, what do you got for us this week in the Devi world? Yeah, so I talked uh, I talked a little bit about the 
uh, kind of the top names in the running back world uh, that you that you need to, to know know who they are and uh, you need to know what's going on with them. And so I wanted to make sure uh, that I did the same thing for the uh, the wide receiver class. Uh, and so uh, who we're looking at is basically the consensus 101, uh, the one that uh, almost everybody, you have a few exceptions, but almost everybody considers the top wide receiver in the class to be Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. Uh, the kid has no obvious holes in his game, uh, which is really rare for a college prospect to come out and say, you know, this guy doesn't really have any holes. Um, he's got really good speed incredible incredible route running um all kinds of uh just variation in how he plays he can play through contact um uh, he's just he's just highly highly impressive and so he's pretty much the consensus 101 if i was being like super 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 nitpicky it's not even anything about his game but he's a he's more of a slight framed guy uh so i'd like to see him bulk up a slight bit um but but he's still he's still over six feet tall um so it's not like he's a short petite wide receiver in any way shape or form uh, another guy that that needs to be talked about in the Devi world but you're gonna have to wait two years for him to come out and that's rondale moore uh, out of purdue this kid completely came out of nowhere um he he really wasn't on a lot of people's radars. Uh, people didn't know a lot about him, even in Devi circles. Uh, when when you're drafting the incoming freshman uh, guys, he, he he wasn't on people's boards, and he absolutely blew up last season, um, and is having an incredible year uh, already this year. Uh, he's a little little bit undersized, uh, but he is strong. I mean, he is a strong runner, great return man. Um, has a little bit of that um man i'm I'm trying to think of good comps but um and and i'm struggling to think of one maybe steve smith a little bit that's Um, that's what i was gonna say were you gonna say steve smith yeah Yeah. um i could see some of that in his game uh i could see a little bit uh there was somebody the other day that was like is there a little bit of obj in his game i was like "Ah, well maybe a little bit um but he he pulls on a lot of things from a lot of different players really good hands I'm excited about that kid. Um, And then there's kind of a bunch of other guys that are going to be solid. And that's the nice part about this class is it is so deep at the running back and wide receiver positions um, that even if you don't have the 101 or the, you know, a top five pick, you can still get a guy that is going to be a difference maker, both at the wide receiver and the running back position. So uh, in coming episodes, I'll talk more about uh, CD Lamb and T Higgins and LaVisca Chenault and, and these types of guys. Uh, but those are the two big names that I think you need to know about right now. All right, Garrett, thank you very much. Appreciate uh, your Devi wisdom. And like always, if you want more Devi, uh, Garrett, you write about that for the nerds, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So, and are you head of Devi over there? I am. He's a busy man, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you could also check out our good friend Ray Garvin's podcast, the Destination Devi podcast. Ray's a great dude. He will answer every question you ask him. Um, I actually am proud to say that I asked him, do you know about this guy? Um, can't even remember his name now, but it's Jahan something from Penn State. He actually, um, I was looking at his profile on ESPN. He grew up 20 minutes from my house. so oh, That's cool. Yeah, 20 minutes one way was Saquon Barkley, and then 20 minutes the other way was this dude. So um, apparently Pennsylvania makes good football players now. I didn't know that was a thing. And not I mean, just out, not, not just as out much as Ohio, but, you know. 
Yeah, that's because we're all busy picking potatoes out here, Garrett. Um, <laughs> so now let's get into the games of the week. We're just going to kind of mash everything up. Game previews, we'll talk about what happened last week a little bit, and then we'll talk about some injuries too. So our first game on the slate, uh, we have the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. So Andy Dalton balled out last week. Um, so did John Ross. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. And Tevin Coleman has a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a little bit. Um, aside from that, do we need to be worried about Dante Pettis? Well, I mean, he only had two snaps. Uh, so that's that's a concern. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll monitor the situation. Um, but really it was George Kittle and then kind of everybody else uh, in that offense. So uh, the number the number one wide receiver is clearly still up for grabs. So here's the thing. Here's what irritates me. They said he's the starter, right? I'm sure you got that update as well. Well, the interesting thing is a lot of times it's the PR department that posts that, not necessarily the coach. Okay. And so I think that had more to do with the PR department, assuming that he was like the guy as opposed to the coach, you know, Kyle Shanahan coming out and saying like, Pettis is our guy. He's our number one receiver, blah, blah, blah. Well, then your PR department is trash. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, that being said, I think I, I did get an update as well that he had a slight injury. Was it a groin injury, I believe, possibly? Yeah, I saw uh, an update today where it said he's feeling like himself now rather than okay. just still being injured. But for me, how do you – Kyle Shanahan said, oops, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot about the guy that so a lot of people think is going to be your number one receiver. So, I mean, that's really alarming to me. It's kind of – Kind of shocking for me to hear that, um, but I, I mean, definitely crazy to say, "Oops, sorry, I didn't know you weren't on the field." Well, you know what? I'm not surprised. He also forgot how to run the ball in the second half of the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it is what it is. I don't understand. You're, you're up that big. You got something that's working. You're playing against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You gotta, you gotta keep it going. So. Um, personally, for me, I think San Francisco is a place that's going to be looking at a 2020 running back. I know they have such a big stable there, but look at what they have. Raheem Mostert coming off an injury. Jeff Wilson Jr., practice squad guy. Matt Breda, always banged up. Tevin Coleman, hurt. Jarek McKinnon, hurt. I think that would be an ideal landing spot for a yeah. running back. So if you could have a guy that could do everything. Okay, how about this? It would be really hard for it to happen. What about DeAndre Swift as a 49er? I mean, it it depends on how their season goes. Um, if he ends up being uh, – or if they end up uh, making the playoffs like they hope, then I think that's more realistic, um, you know, them drafting him in the late teens, early 20s. Or actually, they'd have to be in the 20s if they made the playoffs. So I, I think that's more the range. If they end up being a top-10 team, again, uh, drafting-wise – uh, I would I would assume they'd probably go a different direction, but yeah, I mean you could you could put DeAndre Swift on almost any team, and I'd say yeah, that's a great fit. Okay, um, Garrett, any do you know any more? Is uh, Mixon playing this week or is he out? So as of right now, it's actually trending toward him playing. He did okay. leave during the game last week, which screwed many of my fantasy teams. Same uh, here. Yeah, and so he only put up uh, it was like th- a little over three PPR. Uh, uh, fantasy points so that was that was frustrating um but i mean with how good that offense looked that entire thing is much more encouraging for me um and so i could see Mixon having a very good season in this updated offense 
All right, so uh, do you guys have anything else to touch on with that matchup, or should we move on? Let's move on. Okay, let us do that. Uh, the San Diego Chargers, that's what they will always be in my heart. They're going to play the Detroit Lions, and Matt Patricia, mm, you are on my list, buddy. Um, first of all, you ended a game in a tie, which I hate ties, even neckties. Um then you let CJ freaking Anderson steal 11 carries from the best running back on the field. What are you doing, dude? Come on. But aside from that, um, he's going to have to learn how to contain Austin Eckler. He looked really good. 12 carries, 58 yards, a touchdown, six reception, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. So you know what I'm thinking was happening? Melvin Gordon was like, I'm going to forget about football for a little bit. I'm going to go for a little run jog on the beach whatever comes back on he turns on highlights and he probably went oh no (laughs) i mean this is a best case scenario for the chargers and the worst case scenario for melvin gordon what do you guys think yeah definitely definitely not good for gordon um eckler went out there and balled out that's awesome happy for him but i mean he's only one injury away from being done Uh, we've seen him get injured multiple times i mean justin jackson's still there but I can see a situation if Eckler does go down that they possibly might want to get Gordon back. And I saw an update earlier today saying that uh, the Gordon situation is not like the Le'Veon Bell situation. So I'm not sure what that article said, but um, maybe Gordon has a possibility of coming back. But Eckler did ball out. I mean, uh, Keenan Allen balled out as well. So that was that was pretty great to see. Mike Williams went down, and Hunter Henry sadly goes down as well. So, I mean, that definitely is going to hurt – uh, that offense a little bit, but I mean, with Keenan Allen stepping up at, like he did last week, it, it could be big big news for uh, Keenan Allen this next couple of weeks. Yeah, the uh, the Mike Williams one really really hurts me personally, just because I've been talking this dude up all off season, and I have him in of my fourteen leagues, legitimately probably ten of them. Um, so that's huge. And Garrett, I know Hunter Henry's got to be hurting your soul right now because you were big proponent of his and i think i was a little off on him so yeah um, you've not been a big hunter henry guy and uh uh so far that that looks looks good on your end because he uh he did once again uh come down injured and that's the bummer uh we'll get to that game too but darius guys in the same boat both those guys just year after year just seem to find a way to not be on the football field both talented players uh, so it's frustrating. But, yeah, with Mike Williams, uh, the thing that hurts us even more is, you know, we talked about the increased volume for him. And, you know, this is the perfect opportunity for increased volume. If, if Hunter Henry's out, you know, he's that big body receiver that, that you would want around the goal line and stuff like that. So I, I really hope he comes back soon because this is an excellent opportunity for him to really ball out. Yeah, well, um, I was excited, honestly, to see what Hunter Henry could do. I was hoping he could stay, stay healthy. Um and change my mind, but until um, he gets back on the field, we're just going to have to curb that for a little bit. So um, our next matchup, hoping Don't forget Packers... about Hawk either, though. Hawk went off last game. That is true. Thank Oof. you. I did forget about him. He he balled out he big time. He looked really good. So um, good for you, TJ Hawkinson. You know, and uh, for everybody that said Matt Stafford doesn't know how to use a tight end, well, how's your crow tasting, everybody? But um, – uh, next matchup we have, hopefully the Green Bay Packers can do a little bit more. You know, we got uh, the number 10 here. The Packers scored 10 points last week, and the Vikings had 10 pass attempts. So 
Um, it's really, really odd. Uh, Garrett, I think I heard you talk on the, the Nerds podcast that you've never seen a game, I don't think I've ever seen a game like that played outside of maybe JV, 10 pass attempts. Yeah, that's such an incredibly, incredibly low number, especially for a team that has paid a ton of money to their quarterback, a right. ton of money to both of those wide receivers. Uh, it was it was weird, but I, I will say from a football perspective, not a fantasy football perspective, good on them. Their running game looked great, and they had the lead, and they were able to just grind that game out, and they didn't really need to throw the ball at all. So uh, why why expose um, your, your your plays, your, your passing routes, your – all of that to in an opportunity where you didn't really need to do that. So uh, good on them from that perspective, uh, but it hurt It uh, hurt a lot of my dig shares, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I'd like to bring up too, um, I'm kind of concerned about these running games against these front sevens of both defenses here. Um, the Green Bay defense looked pretty good. Um, then again, Chev, I don't know, do you think that was – was that the Green Bay defense, or was that Nagy's play calling there? I mean, we ran def- the ball only twelve times. Like okay. for me, I think we didn't get to see enough of kind of what that like. Because when I was watching the good amount I watched, like I felt like Montgomery could have run the ball a lot more and kind of exposed the defense a little bit better uh, if he got the opportunities, but he didn't. Um, so I mean, Dalvin Cook for me just looked absolutely explosive this last week. It, he looked pretty healthy to me. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy and keep that speed and keep that agility going. I definitely love him, and I think he's going to be a, a big-time asset as long as he stays healthy. I mean, I hate saying that about a guy, but it's just it just sucks having to watch him get hurt every single season when his potential is so high and all the great things he can do for uh, that Vikings offense. Yeah, the Vikings did shut down uh, Devonta Freeman pretty good last week as well. Mm-hmm. So. I'm curious to see how this one pans out as far as um, passing game goes. Anybody have anything to add before we move on? I think definitely this week you'll see Aaron Jones do a little bit more. I think. I think last I week. Hope so. I think last week the Bears defense just absolutely dominated that that front, and I I just think he's going to do a lot more this week. Hopefully. Hopefully they use him. I mean, his whole career he's having to share time or he's suspended or injured. So we'll see this week, though. Yeah, I'm just uh, curious to see how that works. Like I said, um, hopefully Aaron Jones can get me more than what the two or three points he got last week, something like that. So uh, moving on, we are going to go to the Indianapolis Colts playing Garrett's current least favorite team in the NFL, the Tennessee Titans. Um, Marlon Mack balled out, but uh, a little concerned with the lack of receiving yards. But 25 carries, 174 yards, and a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett, man, this guy is just, I don't want to say lighting it up on the football field, but negotiated his own contract extension, which awesome for you. Throws two passing touchdowns. Um, So my question then for this game, are Marcus Mariota and... Derrick Henry going to come back down to earth and be what we all thought they were going to be, or did the Titans coaching staff figure out how to use them? One person they did not figure out how to use is Corey Davis. Zero targets. Or did... Or am I just... Am I wrong? Was it targets or receptions? I know it was zero receptions. I, I think it's receptions. Do you think he had a target or two, but it still wasn't a lot? Well, either way, it's a zero on your stat sheet, so... Yep. Um, 
I think that's a little a lot of concerning. A lot of people are talking up Corey Davis. Um, I love Corey Davis as a player. I would just think he, in a different situation, might be a little bit better. But A.J. Brown looks to be making the most of it there. Um, so do, do you guys want to touch on the Colts-Titans matchup at all? Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I think for me, just seeing A.J. Brown just go out there and actually make plays in that offense was actually really great. Uh, he was my number one wide receiver um, before the draft, and then that awful draft spot where he went to Tennessee really hurt my heart. But uh, really awesome to see him go out there and uh, ball out. Um, Derrick Henry, I mean, he's missing one of his starting tackles, I think, our guards and Luan. So, I mean, seeing him run like that, that was incredible against that Cleveland Browns defense who we thought was going to be really great and I still think they can be great but I mean they definitely have some things to work on but I mean they looked pretty good last week running the football so I mean the Colts are going to be pretty stout so I mean we'll see we'll see we'll have a good game I think we'll see I'm guessing a little bit of the same with Derrick Henry I don't think he'll do as well I don't think he's going to get a 75 yard screen pass to the house but I mean I I still think he's going to put up pretty good numbers this week Uh, one other thing too Devin Funches is hurt, yes. so that should slide Deion Kane into the number two receiver for the Colts. So um, I don't want to say he's definitely a start, but if need be, you know, if you had Mike Williams and you need someone to slide into your number two receiver, you could probably do worse. Garrett, you wanted to touch on something? Yeah, uh, I did double check. He actually also had zero targets, so uh, good call on that. Wow, uh, Corey okay, Davis I, wasn't even wasn't even looked at. I wasn't sure. Yeah, so that's not that's really not looking good for um, for Corey Davis owners. I would the Colts defense is a I don't know if they're as good on the back end as the Cleveland defense is. Mm-hmm. No, Denzel um, Ward was shutting out Corey Davis. That that was yeah. part of that. That was one of the only players that was doing well. So I know, uh, obviously, the Colts have one of the best linebackers in Darius Leonard in the NFL. But uh, I don't think, yeah, Corey Davis isn't going to be matched up on Darius Leonard. But if he is, I hate to say it, I think Corey Davis would win that one. Although um, Darius Leonard could take his head off if he wanted to. Um, next matchup, this one's going to be real quick. Patriots versus the Dolphins. Start all the Patriots and sit all the Dolphins. Yep, basically. That's pretty much it. Um, would you start Antonio Brown this week, you think? I mean, he's a great player, but uh, I know uh, we don't really want to talk about him too much. But I no. The, this should be this should be a really good bounce back week for Sony Michelle. Oh um, yeah. I know owners were really disappointed uh, in what happened last week uh, for Sony, and part of it was there there just wasn't a lot of running lanes there. It was kind of a kind of a weird game. Uh, didn't expect to blow out the Steelers like that. Uh, I do expect this one to be another blowout, obviously. I think it's already at a 19-point spread, uh, and honestly, I'm surprised it's not more. Um, so what I what I would worry about slightly in the passing game is that they get so far ahead so early that a lot of the wide receivers aren't even playing in, in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are playing, it's um, still a lot of running plays just to – try to grind out and run the clock out. But I do think that will mean a lot of carries for Sonny Michelle. So I would have no problem starting him right back up this week. And White's out, too, with the birth of his kid. So could open up some run spots for Burkhead, too. Who knows? Yeah, Rex Burkhead suddenly looks like – I mean, he looked good last week. That guy needs to go away. (laughs) (laughs) Totally agree. But – 
But uh, yeah, he could definitely be a really good flex play. So uh, moving on, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants. So that Josh Allen to John Brown connection looks really good. Um, but if you are a Bills fan and you own some Bills receivers, you're worried about Robert Foster and Zay Jones. Um, I don't think Robert Foster, he might have played sparingly. Zay Jones didn't do much. And on the flip side, um, we know Saquon's going to be Saquon. So, yeah. Yeah, and you definitely want to play um, Evan Ingram this week. I mean, their wide receivers are depleted right now. Uh, Sterling Shepard's out with a concussion, so, I mean, I think Ingram's going to get probably close to 12 or 15 targets this week, I would be guessing. I mean, I mean, and Saquon's going to eat this week as well in that passing game. So uh, it should be fun to see those guys kind of get those, those targets thrown at them, and hopefully they can kind of produce for you guys in fantasy. But, I mean, Saquon's going to do what Saquon does. I mean, I offered four firsts for a guy, and he, I still couldn't get that trade done. So we'll see. Um, Garrett, anything to add to this one? Uh, not, not really. I agree. Um, you're going to be wanting to fire up, uh, Ingram, uh, with supreme confidence, probably an excellent DFS play, um, for this week. Uh, as far as the, uh, the bills go, uh, I am, I am not counting Zay Jones as dead and gone just yet. Robert Foster. Yeah. I mean, John Brown plays the exact same role, only does it better. Um, so that makes perfect sense. They, they need a big bodied receiver, uh, I think once they can get into uh, more of a rhythm offensively, I think he's going to be a much bigger factor. And Devin Singletary really flashed this week. I have not, uh, admittedly, I have not been very high on the kid. Uh, that that could prove to be a miss. Uh, he he's looked pretty good so far. All right, yeah, I like him some uh, Devin Singletary too. Um, surprisingly, T.J. Yeldon didn't really, you know, he didn't really he wasn't do involved. much. Yeah, I mean. Did he get any playing time? Uh, I haven't watched the game yet, but I know that he has not. Uh, he didn't have a single rush. Okay. Um, it was only kinda... Singletary, Josh Allen, and Frank Gore that ran the ball. I'm just looking for the box score here. See if I can. Nope. See. He didn't get anything. He didn't get a sniff at all. Nope. Hmm. I really thought that he would. Yeah, you know, I thought he'd be involved, but. You know, looking at the box score, 11 carries for Frank Gore for 1.8 yards per carry. Come on. <laughs> You're telling me TJ Yeldon couldn't have done more with five carries? I, hey, I, I'm okay. not here to argue. Yeah. I'm, well, actually, you are. I want you to argue with me. If, well, if but, you I, but I mean, me, I agree that's what on makes this it great. One, so. Okay. All right. Well, that's because I'm smart. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh, past that one, we have the Seahawks and the Steelers. Um, Steelers got to be looking to rebound at home. Oof. I think I think we all know Big Ben plays. He likes the comfort of Heinz Field a little bit better than going on the road. Um, Seahawks squeaking out that win against the surprisingly tough Bengals last week. So good for them. Um, here's my surprise, and I have not been high – on him all off season to Kalen Zacharias Metcalf four catches for eighty nine yards, um, look at him go. So curious to see how this one goes. I, I think the Steelers are going to be a little angry. Uh, Seahawks, they, they're one of those teams that they tend to travel pretty well though. Um, Defense also, travels. That that it does, and also a lot of people talking up Dante Moncrief all off season. Ooh, yeah, I was not one of them. 
No, he. he <laughs> now I was talking about my boy James Washington, though. I don't think he did much either. Am I correct about that? Uh, one? He he ended up having fifty, sixty receiving yards, something like that. Um, so it was it was only on like a couple big plays, but uh, when when he got the opportunity, he actually looked pretty decent. Okay, yeah. Um, so curious to see how this one goes. Chev, do you have anything to add to this one? Yeah, I, I just think Chris Carson's a guy you can just plug in and play almost every week now. I mean, I think he's a guy that's going to take over that backfield still. I, I think Rashad Penny. Um, has a lot of work to do to get more touches in that offense, but I think Chris Carson's a guy that you can plug and play almost every week now. I think he's a guy that just gets so many touches running the football in that offense. I think he, he's got a chance to do great things uh, this season for sure. Well, this is another one that I will be watching uh, pretty closely because I do have um, a bunch of Steelers kind of scattered throughout all my leagues. So um, let's see how that one plays out. So, uh, moving on, I know uh, Garrett's going to want to touch on this, and I have some things to say about Washington as well. The Cowboys and the Redskins. So, um, tell you what, I know I've referred to Rain Prescott as a backup quarterback before. He looked pretty impressive, 25-32 for 405 yards and four touchdowns, while Ezekiel Elliott was a little quiet, 13 carries, 53 yards and a touchdown, one catch for 10 yards. I'm sure he's a little bit rusty, and they probably didn't want to pound him uh, too much right away. Um, so Darius Geis is out. AP is in. Here's where I have a problem. I don't understand why AP was out last week. Um, Geis looked great his first couple carries. And I think he could have helped that momentum keep going, Adrian Peterson. That is, you have a guy that's coming off a knee injury. You got a Hall of Fame running back right there that's more than capable and willing of handling a full workload why you have them sitting out does it make any sense to you guys i mean why you got to do ap dirty like that come on yeah it's it's a tough situation because on on one side of it you know he's a he's a future probably first ballot hall of fame running back um he's been nothing but uh great to the washington redskins kind of came uh from basically almost retirement to being a thousand yard rusher for them last year um, so on that end of it, it's like it, it sucks. But on the flip side, um, it, it is a business. It's it's not a uh, it's not you know Boy Scouts. It's not you know church youth group. It's it's a, it's a business, and it's a it, they're trying to win football games. And at the end of the day, they needed help on special teams, and AP is not playing special teams. So I, I get it. So I, I, I can go either way on it. I get I get why they did it. Uh, but it's frustrating that it had to be for that specific player. Yeah. Um, one other thing, if you plan on picking up Adrian Peterson, personally, I would not start him this week. He's not really an outside runner like he used to be, and clogging up the middle of that Dallas defense is Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. So um, there's going to be tough running. That being said, I think Chris Thompson would be an amazing play yeah. in this game. If he's available or if you have him, I believe he had 10 catches last week against the Eagles. Did he not? He ha I believe he had 10, yeah. Yeah, so. Or he at least had um, 10 targets. I'd have to yeah. look. He, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that Chris right Thompson, now. seven receptions, 68 yards. Okay. And did he have any rushing attempts either? Uh, he had three attempts, uh, 10 yards. So okay. 3.3 average. All right. So that's not terrible. 
for a guy who's known more as a receiving back um, than a pure rusher. So um, I think he would be a great start. They're going to need to use him against what is a pretty tough defense. So uh, does anyone else have anything to add, or should we move on to the next game? Moving right along. All right, we're going back to Debbie. we got two college teams battling it out this week. We have the Arizona Cardinals and the Baltimore Ravens. And I wrote that down, too. It says two college teams playing. Do you know why I said that? You mean the Miami Dolphins? No, because they run college offenses. Oh, got it. Yeah. I thought it was clever. You know what? I bet Porkman thought that was funny. What's up, Porkman? (laughs) Um, So Lamar Jackson proving me wrong. I admittedly have not been a Lamar Jackson fan. Um, 17 of 20, 324 yards, and five Passing touchdowns, not rushing touchdowns. Hollywood Brown, a lot of people wrong on this dude. Four catches, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, uh, uh, Andrews, they they both had great days. But uh, on the flip side, good old Fitz, eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. And Kyler Murray balling out in the fourth quarter of his first professional game. The first three quarters were a little rough. but That's what I'm going to say. They looked terrible the first, the first few quarters, but it – he he pulled it out at the end. I'll tell you what I was I was a little down on him. I, I was worried about the size, but dude's tough, yep. he, and he 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 balled out. So um, can this air raid offense work? You know, we got on the flip side kind of a, a more run oriented offense as well, and with a little bit more of an experienced quarterback. So what are you guys thinking about my quote unquote college matchup this week? I'll talk about the Cardinals for a little bit. So the first three quarters, I mean, it was it was a snooze fest. I mean, their offense looked absolutely terrible. Uh, Kyler Murray was getting balls batted down left and right, um, and the front the front five or front four, whoever was up up front. I mean, they were just knocking the ball down almost like once a drive. I think it was it was just insane. Uh, then they started to get him out more a little bit in the fourth quarter and kind of let him throw the ball a little deeper and not trying to throw those little intermediate routes onto the sides or, or down the middle. So, I mean, that kind of helps out uh, being able to throw over the line. So I think that definitely helped their offense get going. I mean, Fitz, I mean, it just seemed like he came out of nowhere just catching 40-yard bombs from Kyler Murray. So, I mean, that was the, the Arizona Cardinals' dream of just having that connection happen for one more season uh, before Fitz retires. But – uh, Keyshawn Johnson is somebody that I would definitely watch um, in your in your leagues. I mean, he's a guy. He got, I don't know how many targets he got, but I know he got a good amount. Um, let's see. I mean, he had 10 targets last week, and Christian Kirk had 12 targets as well. So, I mean, this team's definitely going to throw the ball around. So, I mean, if you have one of those wide receivers, uh, there's a good chance there's a week that they're just going to go absolutely bonkers. Uh, but Keyshawn Johnson is a rookie that I think is building a great uh, rapport with uh, Kyler Murray, so definitely be watching him. And David Johnson actually looked really well as well. So, I mean, I mean, this offense has a chance to do big things. Uh, we'll see uh, how they do in the first three quarters again this week, though. Okay. Uh, Garrett, anything you would like to talk about in this intriguing matchup? Um, I do expect – uh, Lamar Jackson to have another good week. This is not a good defense. This is not a good secondary. Um, and even even probably uh, the week after. But overall, I'm not sold. They, they get Arizona and they get Kansas City the next two weeks. Um, two defenses that are going to, with with the addition of Miami, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those defenses are in the bottom five um, this season. So 
I think he's going to do well here, but the schedule gets much, much more difficult, and I am still not on board. So I'm a guy that's selling high if I own him. I don't own him anywhere. But if I did, I would probably be selling high. Could come back to bite me in the butt. Um, but I think everybody's uh, regretting not jumping on the Mahomes bandwagon after week one last year, and I think everyone's uh, not wanting to miss the boat again, and so I think that's part of the reason we've seen so much hype here. Okay. Um, I'm, you know, there, there's a lot of times where it's okay to miss out on a boat too, if that boat happens to, you know, sink. So, you know, let's, uh, try not to overreact everybody to, to things in week one. So sometimes you have to be a little patient and see how things go. Um, one thing you cannot be patient with is finding a number two super flex quarterback replacement. Uh, Nick Foles is out for the Jacksonville Jaguars as they travel to face the Houston Texans. Oh, that was a great segue. I'm sorry. I nailed it, though. I just had. That was beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not fixing cars anymore. Screw this. I, I'm doing this for a living. <laughs> I mean, I really fix, don't. You're going to fix segues now? I, I mean, mean, if I some of the parts could be the same. If I can make fixing them what I make now, absolutely. No, I'm going to do this full time. But anyway, Nick Foles is out. He's got a broken collarbone. It is his non-throwing shoulder. So um, I'm anticipating he will be back this week. Or I'm not this week. I'm sorry, this season. I think they said eight weeks is a timeline. But um, Gardner Minshew, who looks like uh, – I think I tagged you in that on Facebook, Garrett. He looks like he could be Baker Mayfield's dad. <laughs> did you, did you see you that? I you did tag me in that. I could have – If you did, I must have missed it because that's I funny. Dude, I, I, I saw that and I was just rolling. <laughs> that mustache and the hairdo and dude. the shirt he was wearing, it was something. But um, And he does not you, look all that athletic either. But, but yet, he, <laughs> he played comes really in. well. He goes twenty-two of twenty-five for two hundred seventy-five yards, two touchdowns and a pick against the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand that they do not have the best defense, but the dude's a rookie. It's his the opener of the season. I mean, Gardner, good for you, buddy. I mean, you balled out. You get the starting gig for a little bit. We'll see how it goes from there. On the flip side, um, hey, guess what? Carlos Hyde, he's not dead yet. Ten carries for 83 yards. While Duke Johnson um, in that crazy Monday night game against the Saints, which was a fantastic game. Game of the year. Uh, I'm already calling it game of the year. Well, the Super Bowl has yet to be played yet, Garrett. But uh, Duke Johnson goes uh, nine for 57, <laughs> four catches for 33 yards. Um, and uh, Leonard Fournette, not doing too, too much. But uh, I know the, te- the Jags were behind. 13 carries for 66 yards. Four catches for 28 yards. So um, curious to see what Leonard Fournette can do against the Texans' front seven. Um, and can the Jags slow down the Texans' passing game? They had a hard time with Kansas City. So what do you guys think about this matchup? I actually think this could be a, fr- a pretty fun game to watch. Yeah, I I, th- I think this could be a really good game as well. Um, I am a little worried that it might have been a one-week fluke uh, for for Minshew. Uh, and I think that, that Texans defense uh, is, is frustrated about some of the things that they did last week. Uh, so I, I expect them to be uh, blitzing the snot out of Minshew and seeing if he can take the pressure. Um, so I, I do think that the Texans should win this game. Um, but the Jaguars, I mean, two two years ago, they, they were uh, – 
a few plays away from being in the Super Bowl. So uh, anything can happen. They're not a bad football team in any way. You just got to feel for them. That's the one thing they've been missing this whole time as a quarterback. They thought they got their guy, and he, he's out in week one. So that's, that's, that's devastating as a franchise. Yeah, and I, I feel so bad for Nick Foles too. I mean, obviously I'm a um, I'm an Eagles fan, so love me some Nick Foles. So um, hopefully he heals up soon. But uh, Chev, anything to touch on for the Jags and the Texans? Yeah, I think we got a really great matchup with Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's just fun watching two guys go at it one on one. And uh, oh, what is his name? I just said it. Uh, who's guarding Hopkins? Ramsey, Ramsey, sorry. Yeah, so Ramsey, I mean, he's going to be guarding him the whole game. They already told it. They already said it. So, I mean, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch all day. So, uh, it should be pretty pretty, pretty good uh, games out of both of those two. So, it's going to be very exciting to see what uh, who wins that battle, really. Uh, just want to touch on one thing real quick. I know we always like to say uh, the Chiefs do not have a good defense. And I wasn't quite sure, but... Steve Spagnuolo is their defensive coordinator. Um, I believe he just took over. Yeah, he just took that over this year. So um, probably within a couple weeks or so, this this defense is going to be pretty formidable. I remember he did that with the Giants the one year that they won the Super Bowl before he took a head coaching job. So um, you can sleep on the Kansas City defense for now, but not for long. Um, speaking of said Chiefs, they will be playing the Raiders and another amazing segue. Segway, yes. Um, so surprising thing with, <laughs> with the Chiefs here. Um, Shady led the way. We all thought it was going to be Damian, and he did not. Ten carries for eighty-one yards. Um, I think the biggest surprise here, Sammy Watkins. Wow, nine catches, one hundred ninety-eight yards, and three touchdowns. Couldn't get two extra yards, and nice even two hundred. Could you, Sammy Watkins? Always let me down somehow. Um, Tyreek, <laughs> man, like these expectations. I feel sorry for your daughter. Sorry, ninety-eight percent. That's pretty good, but uh, not a hundred percent. Way to only get an A, not an A plus. Yeah, well, I know. It should be her mom's smart, so she'll be like her. So we're good. Um, we hope Tyreek Hill is out possibly eight weeks with a broken collarbone. What is I just that? assumed it was from your guys' rumble. Nah, nah. If, if if that was the case, he'd be out much longer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I was gonna try to be nice. You had to bring it up, but because um, he's hurt, I want to fight him when he's full strength. But um, what? So the, uh, it was precautionary that they took him to the hospital. Did the bone break where it like went into his chest or something like that? It was something weird, right? I don't know. I haven't heard that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the only thing I can picture though is like you having like a Tyreek Hill doll and you just like snapping its arm off. Like this is the only thing I can picture <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but that's funny to me. You know, um, the girl, the receptionist that the shop i work at she is wiccan so she could make me a little tyreek hill doll maybe or is that voodoo oh that's something to, oh man if I mean, you're wiccan there's still if you're wiccan or voodoo and you're listening i'd like to apologize to you formally um but <laughs> <laughs> that being said so tyreek's hurt he's out i don't know we i thought it was like a shoulder or something i don't know what it is something he's out um could this be an uptick for Miko hardman who i don't think did much of anything in his pro debut. You guys stashing me Cole, kind of seeing how this plays out against the Raiders, because on the other side of that, aside from my second awesome segue of this, Tyrell Williams, six catches for 105 yards and one touchdown, 
he balled out, much like Waller, the baller, new nickname for him. Uh, but what do you guys think about Miko Hardman? I'm going to stash him, see how he does. Yeah, I mean, I'm def- I would definitely stash him. I mean, he's got potential to do big things with Tyreek possibly being out. I'm not saying he's going to go off. I mean, he can be a wide receiver three for you if you needed it. So, I mean, uh, I'm guessing he's going to be a little more involved in the offense this week. Um, but I know that offense is already pretty loaded in what they already have with walk-ins and Travis Kelsey. I think he's going to have a bigger game this week uh, going into week two. Uh, it's more of a it's more of a hold situation for me because if if you have him in a I, I would assume he's owned in basically every single dynasty league. I can't imagine there's a dynasty league that he's not owned in. Um, and if it's a redraft, uh, there's there's players that I'd I'd prioritize above him. I'd much rather scoop up a Terry McLaurin, a, a John Ross, uh, uh, somebody like that over over Cole at this point. Um, we'll see. He could. He could ball out this week and, and totally prove me wrong. But it's more of a uh, I want to see him do it first before I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. All right. So, Garrett, remember that trade I sent out, uh, the second-round pick for Flacco because Darnold's hurt? Yeah. Well, the guy just – he countered me that 2022nd for Trevor Simeon. Huh. Yeah, that's going to be a no. That I'm going to email sucks. this guy back then. I'd rather have – I can't believe I'm saying I'd rather have Flacco – I don't want Trevor Simeon just because he's Darnold's backup. So you, you might need to give some context because uh, in in here, twenty twenty second for Flacco seems seems crazy. But uh, in the league that you're playing in, there is literally even though it's a one quarterback league, literally yes. every single starting quarterback is owned. Yeah, I was looking at the waiver wire with Garrett, and there. I mean, we have to hope in some cases for two guys to get hurt before the guy sniffs the field. Um, so you're considering had- starting Taysom Hill, right? <laughs> He was the only guy available. <laughs> I mean, I had, I think I had Andrew Luck. I'm pretty sure I did. And then I had Sam Darnold was the backup. Yeah, so that hasn't gone well for you. Yeah. So moving on. Not so good of a segue. <laughs> the Bears and the Broncos. That's that not was pretty good. That was pretty and, good, actually. Yeah, but the Broncos isn't as good as the Bears. So, um, Hoping to see a rebound from Trubisky and Montgomery this week. Uh, well, hopefully they give Montgomery the ball. So, Swaggy Naggy, get on that. I learned that from Chevin, by the way. Thanks, Chev. Um, Welcome, buddy. And in the Broncos' backfield, Royce Freeman outrushed Philip Lindsay. Um, I own Royce in a couple places. I do like him. So, kind of excited but not this week. Not against Roquan Smith and Cleo Mack. I mean, that defense is pretty ferocious. So, um, Chev, you are the resident Bears fan. Let's start with you on this matchup here. Um, I'm just really hoping we see a different offense from Swaggy Naggy uh, because last week it was just pitiful. Uh, definitely hope we get to see Montgomery do a little bit more. Uh, I'm definitely hesitant to start him uh, in your leagues. I would kind of wait to see. I'm hoping this is the week that they're going to kind of unleash him, but it's highly unlikely that that's going to happen. Um, I really want to see Anthony Miller get out there a little bit more as well. I know he's dealing with some injuries, but it seems like Tyree, or not Tyree, uh, Tariq Cohen uh, has stepped up in that his place a little bit, playing in the slot. Uh, he didn't get one touch last week in the backfield. I'm all hoping, receptions from I'm him. I'm hoping for dual eligibility for Cohen. That is what I'm rooting for. I think oh, he should get it. That would be so nice. Continue, sure. No, I mean, that would, that would be great. And definitely for, 
I mean, just seeing Jalen Samuels last year having that dual eligibility, I think it was in Yahoo maybe. Yeah, tight I mean, end. Whew, I mean, that was definitely scary stuff in the playoffs. I was playing against uh, one of my buddies, and he had him. And I was definitely really scared about that matchup, but ended up pulling through. Um, but, I mean, that defense, like you said, for the Bears is definitely ferocious. Uh, definitely would be staying away from Royce Freeman and staying away from um, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Boy, my head is gone today. That's twice. Uh, but uh, love Corlin Sutton this last week. Man, that was awesome to see mm-hmm. him go out there and get all those catches. Uh, definitely getting those long pass plays. I mean, that was that was a thing of beauty. Uh, definitely, definitely hope to see a little bit of more of that. Not this week, um, but uh, this week's definitely gonna be tough to be a Broncos player. Garrett, I mean, I mean, Chev, Chev really covered basically, basically all of it. Um, uh, the only other thing uh, that I can think to touch on would be uh, Manny Sanders. Uh, he mm-hmm. he is fully recovered, which is yeah. a borderline miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him at his age to come back that quick from that severe of an injury. Uh, it's really impressive. Yeah, uh, good for you, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, um, that's crazy. Also, um, speaking of Achilles injuries, um, last week uh, Brandon Brooks, the Eagles starting right guard, I think nine months after an Achilles was out there playing. So another short turnaround, but – I mean, I almost think that's more impressive seeing as Brandon Brooks is like twice the size of Emmanuel Sanders. So, I mean, yeah, just but these at- part of it is like you need like you can get away with not being as fast as you were as a guard. True. Like, as as a wide receiver that's cutting like that often. I don't. That's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I just think it's awesome either way when you think about. At one point, we heard Achilles, and we would all say career's over. Yeah. So the fact that guys medicine is. Exactly. The fact that guys can come back is amazing. So um, Emmanuel Sanders, he's back. If he's on your waiver wire, go grab him. Um, NFC Championship game rematch. Boy, the Saints and the Rams. So Drew Brees with that awesome Monday Night Football comeback. Um, Michael Thomas, 10 catches for 123 yards. Um, I know I talked about Taysom Hill before, but stop it. You're killing my Alvin Kamara shares. <laughs> and as far as that's concerned, enough with the Latavius Murray already. I know it's week one, Sean Payton. Um, but aside from that, are we concerned about Todd Gurley? Any more so than we already were. I should say that. I mean, Malcolm Brown, two touchdowns. Um, also, Daryl Henderson. I know a lot of people said that he was an insurance policy, but let's not forget, insurance policies are there, and you don't really want to use them unless you absolutely have to, um, even though you spend a lot of money for them. Thanks, Allstate. But anyway, <laughs> Garrett, what do you think about Todd Gurley? You th- are we concerned about him? Uh, for me, it's about, it's about what I thought it was. Um, I, I genuinely wasn't touching him in the – second and even if somehow magically he made it to the third I was really disinterested um and and I had kind of been on that ever since the the playoffs uh I I had been really really concerned so I this is kind of what I expected I do think that um he's still a very talented player he still will have ceiling games but I don't think they're going to be using him around the goal line at all and so that touchdown total is going to be cut into significantly I don't you know, I think a majority of his touchdowns this year will be from 15 yards or further out. 
Okay. Um, well, how about this? Speaking on the flip side, Chev, what are you thinking about this Saints offense? Um, I thought they looked pretty good last week. Yeah, sadly, I missed the game of the week last week, I think uh, it sounds like. You mean like. the game of the year. Sorry, game, game of the year. The year. Um, sorry, so, thank you. Sorry about that, guys. But, I mean, from the way that the stats looked and all that good stuff, I mean, it looks like Kamara is who we thought he was. It looks like we saw Michael Thomas be who we thought he was. Um, looks like Drew Brees is back to throwing the ball around and kind of getting them yards back up. Um, but, I mean... I mean, that offense is just incredible. There's a guy in our league that has Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas in his lineup. So, I mean, he's going all out with the Saints, but, I mean, it works. I mean, that offense is just so dominant and so great. Uh, if you have any of those guys, you're definitely probably going to start them and, I mean, not even blink or think twice about it. So, I mean, that offense is just incredible. Is it Aaron? Does Aaron is Aaron on all three? It's, it's uh, AC3. That's what I thought, my dude. It is. Well, Hoping that you play him on the Saints bye week then, if that's I'm the I'm playing him this week, so. Okay. Well. Should be good. Good luck, Chev. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about my team? No, this kid. <laughs> we, we can. Yeah, for sure. Hey, We'll uh, talk about we'll, it later. I got, a, right. I got a question that was sent in, so. Okay. Yeah, I got one, too. So, uh, we should be able to get to both of those. We only have two games left. Um, we have, let me flip back here. We have Sunday night game. The Eagles go to Atlanta. They play the Falcons. A um, couple takeaways that I saw. Deshaun Jackson, I guess that broken finger is not bothering him at all. Um, kind of hurts if you're a Zach Ertz owner, though. Yeah, I know everyone was expecting him to be the target machine that he was last year, but um, Eagles offense is certainly clicking and maybe in a slightly different direction. Um, aside from that, should the Falcons be concerned about their running game? Tevin Coleman's gone. Devonta Freeman didn't look good. And uh, they have Ito Smith and uh, I always Olison. forget this guy's Olison. Thank you. Quadre Olison, right? Yep. I always forget his name. So thank you, Garrett. So um, this should be an interesting one here. Um, I don't think, aside from Garrett's boyfriend, Austin Hooper, I don't think the uh, Falcons looked very good last week. So. Um, Garrett, what are your thoughts on this matchup? And tell me how bad the Eagles are going to crush the Falcons. I do expect it to be a very good game. Uh, that that O line does not look good. I know that they spent some early draft capital, um, but it is not uh, hasn't hasn't paid off yet. Uh, I know they're dealing with some injuries and stuff too. But um, yeah, you you got to feel for Devonta Freeman. This was his opportunity to to come back and. Uh, there just really was nothing there at all. Um, some some bad decision making, but you got to give some credit to the Vikings last week too. They uh, they played really really good defense, so I expect them to bounce back. Uh, but I do. Um, the last two times Phillies played them in the past two seasons, and they've won uh, both both times. So uh, I expect Philadelphia to win this game. Uh, I do think they are uh, a better team uh, all the way through. Uh, but it'll it'll be interesting to see. How, uh, how they uh, distribute all the touches, all the targets. Uh, there's just there's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the football right now. And uh, there's, there's going to be – there has to be at least one or two people left out in the cold each week. Yeah, that's uh, the unfortunate thing about you have a lot of playmakers. Like you said, someone's going to get left out there. So, Chev, uh, before we move on to the game of the week, do you have any thoughts about this one? Yeah, all i got to say about the, the Eagles, I mean – Deshaun Jackson, I mean, a broken finger don't stop your feet. He's still fast, so that definitely helps true. him out. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, 
I just don't understand. There, there was no safety help. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what the defensive coordinator is thinking. You know he's going to burn you, 32 years old or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. I'll say one more thing. So I mean, if you drafted Arcega Whiteside, I mean, definitely don't don't fret on this. I mean, if you drafted him, I think you're definitely waiting for next season for him to have those those breakout sure. games. So yeah. if you have him, don't go drop him. Don't do something stupid. Hang on to him and ride this out until Alshon gets hurt or. You just have to wait till next season to get his production. So, absolutely, yeah. We 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 knew that this year any production mm-hmm. that you got from him was going to be gravy. Uh, I do think we are going to see more of him in the second half of the season, but it still won't be enough to sustain uh, starting caliber fantasy value for most teams, uh, unless there's some sort of injury. Um, but but you're absolutely right. Don't drop him. 2020, 2021. That's when you're going to really reap the benefits of him. And on that note, too, if you are a Miles Sanders owner in Dynasty, don't be worried. He did lead the team in rushing attempts last week. While he did not lead them in rushing yards, the attempts is a good thing. So he's going to be fine. He's going to start breaking them off. He'll get more playing time. So Didn't he have one called back to a touchdown? Oh, my dreaming. Um, this is your team. Come on, man. Yeah, so I don't remember too much after halftime. Um, <laughs> he turned the game off. <laughs> no, I... He, he, he was too many adult beverages in. Yeah, I might have had a half case myself on Sunday. <laughs> it was the season opener. <laughs> but um, they they did win. I remember that. And my, <laughs> the analysis is we won. He talked about Tyreek Hill and knew his bone popped out of his chest, but he couldn't remember about Miles Sanders. Come on, Mike. That happened early, in all fairness. And I did not drive home, everybody. My my wife drove me home, and she said I talked the whole way and wouldn't shut up. Oh, that's a blessing. There you go. That's great. She she said I might have been trying to do the podcast from the car. I don't don't know. I don't remember that. (laughs) That's hilarious. I wish I had a video. Game of the week. The Browns and the Jets. Well, I thought it was going to be the game of the week, and then... um, Bill Belichick has to infect Sam Darnold with Demarius Thomas. I think that's what happened. This is a ploy. They really are the evil empire. <laughs> but that being said, uh, Cleveland to rebound, question mark. I think so. I think they're going to make pretty easy work of the Jets fans. Or not the Jets fans, but the Jets themselves. Uh, sorry, Jets fans, all four of you. Um, so Darnold is out for a while, and it looks like Quincy Anoon was going to be out for a while as well. Um, I heard that this could, it's another neck issue. This could possibly be career-threatening at this point. So um, mm-hmm. I have no problem with Quincy Anunwa, so I wish you nothing but the best. But um, let's start with Garrett, and let's hear what he thinks about uh, what are his Browns going to do against the Jets this week. Yeah, last week was, was depressing at best. Um, and the, the good news is it, it's it's one week. It was only one week. You saw the potential of what this offense could look like uh, on that first drive. Uh, I think I think they're going to come out uh, pissed off. I think there was too many other distractions, the, the the photo shoots, the commercials, the all the the hype, the camaraderie, all of these things. And uh, I, I think they they started to lose a little bit of focus on. Oh shoot, we got to go win football games. Um, and I don't expect Baker to allow this to happen again. This is the his the first game he ever played was against the Jets. Came, uh, comeback victory against them. You know he's ready to go. He's going to be amped about it. Um, 
and I expect this defense to be able to completely dominate uh, that Jets offense, especially with the backup quarterback in. They had to get an MRI uh, on Le'Veon Bell this week. He should be playing, uh, but it just tells you that he's he's already a little banged up at this point. They're losing receivers. Uh, it should should be uh, a fairly uh, a fairly good victory for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and that being said, with a backup quarterback in two, I think Jameson Crowder's stock is going to kind of go up. Um, monster PPR week for him last week. So it could kind of be that nice security blanket, especially with Herndon out. Um, that being said, if you could pick up any Cleveland linebackers this week, I really think they're going to have a good game. But, uh, Chev, before we start wrapping things up, any thoughts on Browns Jets? Yeah, I just think this offense is just going to reboot and kind of make up for what they did last week. I think they're definitely going to bring out their A game. Um, I think Nick Chubb's going to play a lot better. He just what didn't get the the great game script that they're probably hoping for for to get him going. Uh, I think Odell playing in a watch. Hopefully he's not playing this week in a watch. I mean, that's 350K that I could definitely be using. So if you have extra money laying around, uh, Odell, I just traded for you. So I really hope this helps me out right here. Um, but, I mean, I think this, this Browns offense is definitely one uh, that's going to get going this week. i actually picking them for uh, my survival league against the Jets this week. So this would be my team that I would pick for that. Garrett, anything else before we move on? Nope. You just want to talk some trash? Nope. I'm good. I'm, I'm at okay. peace. He's humble. <laughs> I mean, hey, it was a rough one, but um, yeah, know, I mean, like, we all have those rough games. That, that's the hard part. Like, I don't really have a lot to say. And as a Browns fan, I'm not used to winning. So I don't even have, like, the <laughs> cocky swagger yet to, like, really. Now, we want to talk Buckeyes. You know, I can go all day. But, but I don't have that, that Brown swagger yet. Well, I do not want to talk about the Buckeyes because my wife would not want me to throw up on our kitchen table. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm a Penn State fan, but um, I, I do know. have Victory a victory re- makes you guys sick. I get it. No. Oh. The Ohio, the Ohio State Buckeyes, dude. You, oh, you don't understand oh, what I'm saying. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, we have won two national championships. Uh, were you alive? For the second one, yes. <laughs> But speaking of which, uh, I know we had a blowout this week at Miami, and uh, my daughter also had a blowout this week, but we won't touch on that. <laughs> so um, one of the number one blowouts of all times, here we go, I'm going to eat some crow, the Giants 62, the Eagles 10, November 26, 1972. I was not alive. Um, it was New York's Norm Sneed. He helped roll up 500 yards of total offense, and he scored the final 31 points. So, Yikes. Ouch. Yeah. That was a tough one. Um, but, Chev, I believe you said that you had a question that you needed answered. Yeah, so me and my buddy want, made a trade, and he, he he listens to this show religiously. So, I mean, he definitely loves you guys. And, I mean, he even said, tell Michael I'll beat him up if he doesn't like the trade. <laughs> that, is, that is in text. I can send this to you via email, text, whatever you want. Um, but the trade was he traded me Odell. And a 2020 early first for David Johnson and Keenan Allen. So both of our teams are pretty good. My team is stacked to the limit. I have four first-round picks now. But, Mike, who do you got in this trade? I mean, if you say both, both teams are pretty stacked, right? My team's a little bit more stacked. This de- it definitely helped him. He had Devonta Freeman as one of his starting running backs this last week. So, okay. I mean, he has a good lineup. Um, he has Julio Jones as well. 
Um, but I mean, you heard my team on when we were in the it's beginning. But pretty sick. Did you yeah. say you gave up David Montgomery? No, I never. David Johnson. Was, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. So he got Johnson. Um, and I think just because of the age of David Johnson and Keenan Allen, I like the OBG OBJ side a little bit better, but. Um, I think it works out really well for both sides. If it help, if it's filling need for mm-hmm. both teams and everyone's happy with it, then I, I'm fine with it. Um, seems pretty cut and dry, pretty fair to me. So I like it. Yeah. Yep. Win-win for everybody. Yeah, for sure. So, but meet me on Washington Avenue. Is he bigger than me? I should ask that. This dude is like six foot two. He's not stacked. He's, he likes to drink a lot of beer, but, uh, well, I'm six foot and I like to drink a lot of beer too. So I told him uh, he needs to come with us to Cleveland. He said he's down. So all right, let's do it up. Meet him. There we go. So um, all right. Um, well, hopefully that answered the question. But I got one more quick. Um, opening my phone and instead finding other a picture of a battery for some reason. Um, <laughs> this is from Fantasy Squad at Fantasy Squads with a Z. Uh, question for the show on Friday. If the 2019 and 2020 classes were one class, who would your top five wide receiver and running backs be? Um, Garrett, if you just want to touch on a couple of them, maybe we don't have time. I could, I could kind of uh, set you up answer this guy on twitter if you want uh yeah he actually should hit me up on twitter uh because i actually did literally this exact uh exercise uh about three weeks ago uh on twitter so if you if you follow me at dynasty price you could actually see uh what i would have as my first two rounds uh basically of uh 2019 and 2020 prospects uh put together uh but long story short basically um i had three running backs uh, that were ahead of Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was my fourth running back. Um, so I had ETN, uh, Swift, and Jonathan Taylor ahead of him. And then it was kind of the same thing at receiver. I had three uh, wide receivers before the top receiver in this class from the 2020 class. So uh, that just kind of tells you how how good we expect this class to be. Now guys could, could decide to go back to school or injuries could take place, but at this point – um, that's kind of where we're at, but yeah, if you follow me on dynasty at dynasty price on Twitter, um, and you could even ask me and I could, I could retweet the tweet for you or whatever. All right. So there we go. Um, thanks for listening again. Um, yeah, he's, um, or she, I don't know if it's a he or she, I don't want to assume anything, but, um, fantasy squad, um, awesome listener, pretty interactive with us on Twitter. So we do appreciate that. Um, but that being said, Garrett or Chev, do you guys have a verse for the week? And of course, Chev's got his his mic muted. <laughs> That's all right. I there do have go. I do have a verse, he's, so we're good. He's he's back. Okay, who is dogs, doing the dogs verse? Dogs are for barking, this man. Relax. I, I got to get the dogs out of here. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I got I got us this week. Okay, go ahead, Garrett. Do it. Do it up for us. All right. Uh, Romans six uh, twenty three says this: For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, and the first half of this verse, if it was just that half, it would be like the most depressing verse of all time. Because, uh, if we're all honest, like we all make mistakes, we all mess up, we all do stupid stuff. Um, and basically what we've earned from that is, is death. Uh, but the opposite of something you earn is a gift, something you haven't earned. Um, and, and that's what we get here. Um, the free gift of God is eternal life, 
um, in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, if you you know if you've if you've worked any time, uh, you know that sometimes your wages uh, can can seem uh, underwhelming, uh, and and that would be this kind of wage as well. It's the 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 sting of death is uh, nothing nothing that we look forward to. Um, but if all we need to do is just have a relationship with Jesus um, and, and we ha- can receive eternal life, we can um, live forever uh, with him. And so uh, I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. We think of it as all these things that we got to do and all these uh, uh, rules that we have to follow and all of this stuff. And honestly, all he wants is just a relationship with you. Um, he wants to be able to talk with you, spend time with you, just like we crave relationships uh, with one another uh, on this earth. He craves a relationship with you as well. And so um, that is uh, the verse of the week. All right. Garrett, thank you very much. And uh, as you said before, we could find you on Twitter. Where? Uh, at Dynasty Price. And Chev, you are? At Chev Boyardee, boy with an I. All right, and I am at the Embauer 85, and you can follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. And real quick before we head out, my good buddy Dynastradamus at Dynastradamus pointed out, what are your thoughts on Cole Holcomb? He uh, tweeted a couple of us IDP guys. I think he's a great rookie IDP stash. Uh, lit up the Eagles running game last week. So uh, Ruben Foster is out. Zach Brown is gone. He could be a good stash. So Dynastradamus, thank you for um, – Reminding me, I kind of forgot about him in my stupor last Sunday. So, all right, everybody, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.